Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. It is uh, 511 here at the station in Pittston, 79 degrees and sunny. Beautiful day outside. It's going to be a beautiful couple of days, but uh, get your get your outside on before the weekend comes because it looks like changes are coming over the weekend with some uh, some rain and some cooler weather coming our area. If you haven't heard the breaking news that there's been a vote in the House of Representatives to vacate the Speaker of the House, uh, I was just doing some research on it, and even though there was a vote in 1910 to remove the Speaker, that did not succeed. This is the first vote in American history where they there was a success. Successful vote to vacate the Speaker of the House. So this is a first in American history, and we'll see what goes on from here. Um, Like I asked on social media, now what? Now what? And I get it. Single spending bills are great. You know, the things they're asking for are good. You know, balanced budget is good. Where's it going to go from the House? They're going to send it over to the Senate. It's going to be dead on arrival. Then what? Well, you're going to have the Senate asking for a continuing resolution. You're going to have the House, uh, the the president asking for a continuing resolution. You're going to have everybody pointing fingers at the Republicans saying, oh, you won't negotiate. You're putting this stuff out there that cuts this, cuts that, cuts that. Yes, cuts are good. We need to start cutting things. It's how we control the deficit. It's how we live within our means. I get that. But in a mixed government, what's the next step? Anything you put forth goes nowhere. So what do we do? Well, compromise is the only way to go from there. Now, if you want to take a hard line and say, no, this is all you're getting from us, then prepare for the outcome. And historically, the outcome isn't good for whatever party initiates a shutdown. Now, the last time where Joe Biden refused to negotiate, you know, that hung on him, which forced the Democrats' hand to kind of give more than they needed to. Uh, normally with the Republicans. This time around, it was the Republicans who would have wore the shutdown, and it wouldn't have worked out well, especially with you know November coming around and the general election next year. But uh, you know, I just pulled up some social media posts from Representative Nancy Mace. Um, I respect her. I like her as a representative. And she kind of gave her, her, her twist on things. She said, today I voted for the motion to vacate and remove the speaker. This isn't about left versus right. This isn't about ideology. This is about trust and keeping your word. This is about making Congress do its job. Again, I'm all for that. I promised the low country where she represents I would be an independent voice in Congress, that I would call the balls and strikes to do the right thing regardless of party. The Speaker has not lived up to his word on how the House would operate. No budget, no separate spending bills until it was too late. A CR which takes spending power out of the hands of the people and puts all the power in the hands of a select few. There has also been no action on many issues we care about and were promised. We were promised we would move on women's issues and legislation to keep our communities safe. Those things never happen. I came here to make difficult votes and do the right thing, regardless of the pressure and regardless of the threats, because there's been plenty of both. Today I'm voting against 95% of my party in hopes that fixing Congress, how Congress operates. With the current speaker, this chaos will continue. We need a fresh start so we can get back to the people's business free of these distractions. I'll work with anyone willing to do that 
and look forward to voting for a speaker who shares this vision for changing Congress and getting us back on the path to delivering results for the people. Again, a great take, but if a Republican-controlled House forms their budget, it's going to be dead on arrival at the Senate. If they do separate spending bills, which is great, they're not going to take them up in the Senate because the spending bills are going to ask for the cuts that the GOP wants. It's not going to go anywhere. So what happens? Depending on, It doesn't matter who the speaker is. The results are going to be the same. You could put those things forward. You could work your hard line. And how many times do you want to continuously lose because you're going to have to budge? If they do a shutdown in November before the holidays, it's going to be suicide for our elected officials. And whoever elected party wears the ring that they were responsible for the shutdown is going to pay the most price. So do you want to go do you want to play this game where you go down and and stand your ground on these things? Again, great topics. Single spending bills, the appropriation bills, there should be 12 of them. They've done it once in our lifetime. We should force them to do it. They should be doing our, their job. But with a mixed government, Democrats in control of the Senate, Republicans, you need to sit down and negotiate. And when have we seen that as the people, as voters? When have we seen them lock themselves in a room and do the right thing by the American people? When, has we, when have we seen those long-term negotiations where they're working hard to come to a compromise for the best of America? They're not. Neither side is. They're not doing a damn thing for us. They're grandstanding and raising money for their next election. That's all they're good at. Raising money for their next election, money and power for themselves. The mere fact that the, the seven counties around the D.C. area, the most rich counties in America, should tell the rest of us here something. All they care about is themselves. I don't care what they are. Some are better than others. Absolutely. Some are better than others. But until they start showing us that they're actually walking the walk and talking the talk, locking themselves in rooms, coming out frustrated, arguing, shouting, uh, even if the cameras are outside, I want to hear the shouting. I want to hear the yelling. And I want them to act like adults and come out and say, yeah, we're far apart, but we're working on it. We're going to be back here tomorrow. And we're going to be back here the day after that. And we're going to be back here the day after that. But they're not at all. They don't sit down, negotiate. They don't talk to each other. They talk at each other. They talk at each other through the media now, which is even worse, or their, their Twitter or their social media. When is the last time we have seen the results of face-to-face -face conversations, debates, arguing about these things that care us most? Budgets, deficit, border control, border patrol, border control, securing our border, border policy to fix the broken system that you keep saying is broken, but decades have gone by and you've done nothing to fix it. You made the problem worse the last time you made changes to it by moving from Eastern European to try to get a cheaper workforce from the South and Central America. And that, believe me, that was the purpose of those changes. That's what they were looking to do. They need to come up with what's best for the American people that are here. Now, and the people who are flooded these cities that have come here under their watch illegally that are now here. 
Something needs to be done. And they're not doing anything. They keep saying they want to work together. They keep saying let's work. When have they shown it to us? We have the most availability through social media, media networks, the little supercomputers in our pockets that could show us that they're actually trying. They haven't even tried to show us that because they're not. Again, when is the last time they've locked themselves in a room and say, we're negotiating a budget? We're negotiating you know, uh, the appropriations bills. There's no incentive for them to. It's all special partisanship, lobbying, where they're getting their money from, how they're being wined and dined. It's all about them. And it's all of them. And I'm getting sick and tired of it, and you're getting sick and tired of it. But you know what they do in the meantime? They turn us on each other while they're doing the same nothing. And that's all it is. It's a show. They turn us against each other so we're not looking at them, so we're not pointing at them. But if you can show me in the past three years, the past four years, where they sat down and locked themselves in a room for a few days to try and figure out what's best for America, come to a compromise, I'd love you to point that. Because they haven't. They don't. They don't care. They want to turn us against each other so they could keep up their money and power routine in Washington. And again, like I said, the mere fact that the seven counties around Washington, D.C. are the richest counties in America, if that doesn't raise the red flag for us as voters, as American, as the middle, low income, then what will? It's amazing how they all have a house there and everyone who's off the government could uh is doing so great but you or i down here northeast pennsylvania pennsylvania as a whole across america rural america suburban america urban america scraps that's what we get the scraps because they don't know how to do their job and where are we now first time in american history there's not a speaker because again they can't do their job they can't sit down and work it out like adults the primary thing we tell our children you know work out your problems Play well with others. Be nice to each other. Be respectful. Well, our members in Congress can't seem to do that one iota. And again, what's, their, what's the best thing they're best at? Turning us out here in the real world against each other while they keep up their charade and do nothing except collect their checks. We need to start holding them accountable, all of them. This isn't a partisan issue. They do nothing. They are broken. They are useless, every single one of them. Some more than others. And again, think about the last time you saw them sit down and actually try and work a problem out together, like adults do. Like we do all the time in our relationships, like we do all the time with our kids, like we do all the time with our coworkers, with our bosses, with everyone around us, with our sports teams. There are a bunch of idiots who are making us look even stupider because they're getting away with it while we sit here and deal with the scraps. It's time to turn the tide and point at them, all of them. That's it for my. Well, you kind of kept going. I was listening, my, man. My rant for today. You said something though that that made it hard for me to understand what you were saying. What I say? Think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think. Think. Yeah. Because that's really you know not a popular thing in 2023. Just wanted you to catch up with the times. I know you're still reading texts and everything. I'm trying to. 
Yeah. Oh, we're supposed to be doing traffic and weather together. Traffic right now. and weather together. Okay, do, okay so you, you ready, set, we'll go on three. Okay. We'll see if they get it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll both go at the same time. Oh, this traffic update is brought to you by Ben Della Data Internet. A couple of wrecks out there now. Wyoming Avenue in Wyoming, right by the Wilkesbury Wyoming Airport. There is an accident as you're coming from the Kingston area up that way, you know, headed toward Pittston. You're going to be backed up. A little bit that doesn't look too pretty, I'll tell you. We also have a bad accident, they say, at the Elmhurst exit off of 84. It was a little confusing. It was called in, and we thank you for calling it in very much. Uh, but in that area, it can be confusing when you get off that egg at the exit of 81, then you get off at um, Elmhurst. Well, the ex- right at the exit, there was a major accident on. 435. So that is kind of making things that has that whole exit uh, uh, shut down. So that might inconvenience your ride, let's say. We also have construction causing some problems out there. 476 South, the PA Turnpike from Whitehaven. You are un, you are dipping under 40 miles per hour. It's a tad bit jammed up on Wilkesbury Township Boulevard from Blackman Street to um, East Northampton Street because of the work going on there. And Spring Street in Wilkesbury is bumper to bumper and crawling. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, patchy fog, low 61. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high 85. Thursday, partly sunny, high 78. Friday, showers and storms possible, high 73. It's currently 78 degrees and sunny here at 524 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Let me see. Looking at some text messages coming in here. Let me see. Uh, I'm honestly sick of hearing the Republicans blamed for being told to compromise when we see the what the left is capable of since 2016, yet only the Republicans get blamed. Voted out or prosecuted. We must make a stand even if it fails. Uh, we lose either way. It's it's two different things. I mean, look at, look at history of the American Congress with a president when they are mixed. There's only one way to do things. There's only one way to get them through. And we'll see where, where it goes from here. I, I don't think I don't think uh I don't think this gets us any further to the things we actually want. I think we need to win more elections to get the things we want. We need both chambers of Congress, the House and the Senate. And then yes, let's get these appropriation bills through. Let's do single topics uh, bills. Absolutely. I'm all for it. But when you're in a position where you're, you're throwing into the wind and it's not going to go anywhere, what's the end result? Instead of fighting amongst ourselves, and I mean, if you go through the Democrats' social media, they're having a field day with this. They are, love, they are fundraising off this like there's no tomorrow. I mean, Matt Gates himself even got you know, scolded for fundraising on the floor when he was talking about something. Because he was scolding other Republicans for, you know, depending on lobbyists instead of everyday Americans, you know, supporting them. Again, something I agree with. We need to do the groundwork before we can make these moves. And if you're making these types of things issues only to fail, it does not help our cause at all. But regardless, they aren't even trying 
to figure these things out. They're not even trying, and that was my whole point of my rant. It's so frustrating because they're not even pretending to sit down with each other and try to find common ground. They're turning us against each other while they go in their separate directions to fundraise and and, and become more popular on social media and, and get more money from wherever they get their money from. So we need to truly uh, start going at them, going at them and, and holding them accountable, all sides, because they're not. you know. I, and I don't care if you want to talk to your, your Republican congressman, if you want to talk to your Democrat Republican, the, the conversation's the same. Why aren't you working to find, you know, that that find a way forward for us? Because the only way to do that is compromise at this point. And I understand that yes, there's a time to to stand your ground and gain the momentum. But we need to win more elections if we're going to do that. We need to relay to the people that these are the things we're going to do. In mass. Republicans all over this country need to start saying, yes, single bill subjects. I mean, do you really think any, they talk about it all the time, but do you really think anyone in Congress, both Republican or Democrat, is really going to push forward on term limits? No, they're not. They can't do that because what else are they going to do? They're not good at anything else. Some of them, this is the only thing they've ever done, but it's amazing they're all rich doing it. It's amazing. They all get rich doing it. Term limits, great. Yes, absolutely, I'm all for it. Single subject bills, absolutely all for it. Appropriation bills, I've been saying they should have been doing that all the time. And they should forfeit their pay. And again, that would be a constitutional amendment because, you know, it's funny how they get those things written into the constitutions, both in Pennsylvania and our U.S. Constitution, where they have to be paid for their services. There's no way you can not pay them. They can delay their payment, they can refuse their payment, but in the end, they still get it retroactively and they get paid. No. If you change the law, if you change the constitutions, both here in Pennsylvania and nationally, saying that if you don't have a balanced budget by X amount a day, both you and your staff lose your pay, forfeit your pay until a balanced budget is approved. Do you know how fast they would have a balance? I just wish they did it once. Do you know how fast they would have a balanced budget? It would be incredible how fast it would be because not only would you have them dealing with it, and again, most of them could weather that storm because they're all rich to begin with, at least after a couple of years in Congress they are, but their staffs, though, would be a problem. And again, let's slim down Washington. Let's slim down Congress. Let's get nonpartisan office workers to take in the intakes, like you have all the offices here, you have Cartwright and Casey and everywhere, they're offices with their own staffs and they're all, no. Have government offices where you make the request, bipartisan requests through these offices and they go to a call center type building in Washington and you get rid of all their staffs. Each congressman can only have one chief of staff and one staff member. That's it, one. Each representative, one chief of staff, staff member. Then you would truly see what they're made of. They wouldn't have a staff of 30, 40, 50 people writing their bills for them, doing their research for them. Doing it. We'd see how dumb they truly are real quick if you take their staffs away where they can have 20 different staff members doing research and give them talking points. No, then we'd know who the best and brightest is, and we could get them out real quick because we'd see what kind of morons they truly are, and we could be people who actually want to do our work in there. 
who want to do what's best for America in there. There are people like that all around America. They're Democrats. They're independents. They're Republicans. They're all over this country. They just don't want to be bothered with the other nonsense that this place is. And they've made it so much where you need hundreds of thousands of dollars to run for your even smallest local state office. And then you need millions of dollars to run for Senate, run for Congress. That's all done by design to keep everybody, the good people out there that actually want to make a difference out of it. Every once in a while, a regular person slips in. Every once in a while, you know, someone, somebody beats that, those odds. But it's not the, it's not the norm. We really need you want to start cutting things. Let's start with Congress. Let's start with the, all the, the I mean, it's amazing. The staff members, we're, to, we're talking 40, 50, 60 staff members each. Some of these. It's incredible. And, and I, I encourage you to, to look and ask, do a freedom of information request to your local representative and say, how many staff members in total for all your offices in your Washington office do you have? You'd be amazed the amount and how many there are. You, you multiply that, it's incredible, which is why the government is one of the biggest employers in this nation. It's 533 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Um, looking at some text messages I, I got in. Uh, the problem with not paying congressmen or senators, they're all multimillionaires in the end, would really, uh, wouldn't really care if they were getting paid or not. Uh, I agree. Okay, so if there's no balanced budget, in addition to stopping their pay, they're not allowed to fundraise. As long as there's not a uh, approved budget, no fundraising whatsoever. That's the new law. That would hit them in their pockets. Again, they could weather the storm, but can they? Would they? You hit them where it hurts them the most. Stop them from fundraising. Zero fundraising efforts whatsoever. Their portals need to be shut down. Everything needs to be frozen unless there's... We need to start holding them accountable, holding them hostage, rather than us, us them holding us hostage. That's what we need to do. It says, uh, with no staff, the vast majority of congressmen and senators couldn't write bills, or the bills are only uh, will only be five pages, so maybe better. Yeah, uh, you take their staffs away because they're not doing the work. They may have the idea or the spark. They may be the, the guy or the girl. They're not doing the work. We'll see real quick how incompetent, how dumb they are, or how successful they are at it. And again, yes, it would simplify bills. It wouldn't be you know, 10,000 pages of utter nonsense with 150 different topics in there where something's wedged in. Yeah, good. Make it five bills. Five pages. I mean, uh, that, that would work out for the best for us. You make it simplified so the everyday person out there could read it easily. And again, single subject topic bills this is great. But we have to get back to, to approving our appropriations, getting a balanced budget instead of depending on continuing resolutions, which does nothing for any of us. And again, like I said, instead of them holding us hostage, let's hold them hostage. Well, now you're forfeiting your pay for you and your staff members, all of them. You are now not allowed to fundraise. All your portals need to be shut down as of this date. If you're caught fundraising, if you're caught accepting a check, if you're caught accepting anything, you know, severe penalties, $10,000 an incident, you know, start hitting them where it hurts instead of the other way around because we keep, uh, we keep being held hostage, and I'm sick and tired of it. But I appreciate all the texts coming in. It says, uh, 
For Democrats, uh, compromise means getting everything they want, then telling the media they brokered a bipartisan deal. And again, so, okay, so let's win more elections. Let's stop that then, if that's the case. Let's run better candidates. Let's get more involved. Uh, and that being said, Luzerne County will be sending out uh, its mail-in ballots starting Friday. So if you have applied for a mail-in ballot, keep your eyes open. Mail-in ballots to voters who requested them for the November 7th election will uh, starting to be mailed out on Friday, said County Manager Ramilda Krakamo. So we'll see and keep your eyes open for that. It looks mm-hmm. like... Uh, and they're still testing the mail-in ballot scanners. Mm-hmm. So or mm-hmm. they're going to test them on Friday as well. Mm-hmm. So just uh, if you have a mail-in ballot coming in, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I did see the Pennsylvania GOP you know, uh, pushing mail-in ballots themselves. So maybe they're learning since uh, you know, it doesn't seem to be something they can fight. So uh, it's, it's going to have to be something that the GOP does. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to compete. We're going to have to go out there and collect the ballots like they do. We're going to have to do everything that, that there is to get as many votes, legal votes, in there as we can. It's uh, 542 here at WIOK. I'm trying to hint that I was here, that I, you know, I have, an, I, see, when I do this, it's not just the station. And I'm supposed to be on a schedule. I'm sorry. No, it's not oh. your fault. It's my fault, wait, too. Wait, wait. <laughs> You're lecturing us about a schedule? Hey, listen, listen. Jake. <laughs> there is no traffic during my show. No and traffic. as long as I make it to the news and the Bloomberg, we're good to go. Like, you have more things to worry about than me. Like me. You have me to worry about, which yeah. is a pretty big thing to worry about. I'm a handful. I'm not lecturing you at all. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. It is very slow go, 81 southbound between the expressway exit and Davis Street for no apparent reason, uh, just because of the heavy traffic that's there. 80 east in the Dunmore, or in the, on three, oh my God, 80, 84, what am I saying? It's not 80 east. It's 84 in the Elmhurst area is slow go. That exit might still be shut down because of the wreck. And there is an accident on Wyoming Avenue and near the Wilkesbury Wyoming Airport that has things backed up. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Rushing through traffic. I didn't even hear where there was traffic. Come on. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, patchy fog, low 61. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high 85. Thursday, partly sunny, high 78. Friday, showers and storms possible, high 73. It's currently 79 degrees and sunny now. At 544, your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 5:49 here in the station. 79 degrees and sunny again. Next couple of days, uh, I believe, till Thursday. Looks like it's going to be nice outside. Take advantage of it. I think the weather's changing this weekend. Um, funny thing, I just received, uh, and it looks like it's coming through Parlor, the social media platform Parlor. Just received uh, a message from. Congressman Matt Gates, and it's not um, you know a personal message or anything, but basically it's a fundraising message, saying that he uh, to help him vacate. I filed a motion to vacate our Democrat-owned Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, and it goes on. But basically, he's fundraising off of it. So, 
again, money and power. He, he says he's not running for the speaker himself and will not accept a nomination. So we'll see if that happens at all whenever they return. And there's no timeline for them to be returning as that I know of here. But uh, he did receive it. It looks like it came through Parler, the social media platform. It's sort of like Twitter or, or Truth Social or such like that. Parler was one of those alternate platforms to take Twitter's place when Twitter got a little wonky when the, you know, they had the FBI and CIA working there, former agents working there to uh, to limit our speech on the platform of Twitter. So, uh, but it looks like Gates for Congress, it's coming from his uh, election wing, paid for by friends of Matt Gates. It's a fundraising email based on his... Uh, vacating Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. So was that the plan all along? You know, what's his next step? It's going to be interesting to see there. And, uh, you know, speaking about what's going on in Washington, like other cities dealing with their crime issues, uh, Texas congressman, U.S. congressman, Representative Henry Kuehler, was carjacked at gunpoint by three assailings outside his D.C. apartment last night. Now, multiple members of Congress live in his... uh, his apartment complex, including the minority head, Hakeem Jeffries, and multiple other members. He uh, said who lived there during his interview, which is kind of stupid on his part. He shouldn't be saying who lives in the building. Uh, you know, if he wants to say he lives in the building, that's his choice. But he shouldn't be giving names of other members of Congress, especially leadership members, uh, that they live in that building. But Early in the morning, he parks his car, he gets approached by three individuals with firearms, they all put guns to his head and take his vehicle, and he was like, yeah, I'm a black belt in karate, but you had guns, and I was like, okay, take my car. You know, smart move on his part, you're not going to be faster than a bullet. But what was interesting is when he was giving interviews later that day, and there were multiple media sources there, the Capitol Police had stationed a Capitol Police car in front of this apartment complex which is in the D- which is in the DC Navy yards it's very popular for congress people to live there shopping uh, stores restaurants bars there's a whole bunch of area there to cater to the large apartment complexes that are there it's not far from the Nationals baseball stadium which is also down there it used to be an industrial area the navy yard now it's more condos and apartments and townhouses and such like that if you've never been there trying to paint you a picture but for anyone else who lives in D.C., if you lived here in Scranton, if you lived in anywhere else, and you were the victim of a crime based on their faulty policies, you know, D.C. has led the nation in their defund the police and, you know, putting, putting crisis preventionists instead of police officers out there and all these things that, that have been found not to work. But just simply because they're members of Congress, they get a policeman from the Capitol Police parked in front of their house because something happened. Now, that wouldn't happen to you or I, so that's not preferential treatment. That's not a protected class. That's not treating them different than they are members of the public. Now, Hakeem Jeffries, being a leadership position, has a security detail to begin with. I don't know what other—I mean, he listed off. I didn't recognize anybody in leadership other than Hakeem Jeffries. But again, you know, does any other residents in Washington, D.C. area— get that type of response when they're the victims of crimes? I mean, there's carjackings, there's things all the time. You know, just in the past year, we've had several members of Congress and their staffs assaulted in the D.C. area. They continue to go down this path of not allowing the police to be the police. And we've seen the results of that. But I I found it interesting. It's one of the first thing I noticed because, you know, it was right behind him. And they even said, you know, is that police car here because of you? And he says, well, the the head of the Capitol Police said they were going to station a car here because of the incident last night. 
And again, it's something that you or I, our families, if they were victims and crimes in these cities, would not get that type of response, would not get that protection after the fact. So don't tell me they're not privileged. Don't tell me they don't live in a different alternate reality, because if we were the victims of those crimes, and again, carjackings are up over 100%. I think so far this year in Washington, D.C., there's been 760 carjackings so far this year, and it's up over 100% from the year prior. But just think, this is year alone, over, uh, you know, almost just under 800 carjackings. So this is nothing new to the D.C. area, metro area. It's just the fact that this is a United States congressperson from Texas. You know, if he's a Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter, but he is a Democrat, was the victim of this crime. And they get specialized service of a policeman parked in front of their house their apartment complex, to, to protect everyone in that protected building because there were several members of Congress there. But if you lived down the road in an apartment complex with 300 apartments and you weren't a member of Congress, you wouldn't get the extra police protection. You'd be on your own for the next crime. You know, there would just be someone else who gets carjacked, uh, you know, a couple days later because they don't care about you or I. It's all about them. They are the protected class. They are truly the protected class. And, uh, you know, it's a tragedy that, Washington, D.C. has devolved to that type of crime, to that area. You know, even over the past 10 years, you've seen the homelessness increase tremendously down there. You've seen the crime start to spark. You know, being down there, traveling down there, living down there last year myself for a year and working right outside of the D.C. area in Alexandria, Virginia, which is, it borders D.C. for the most part. And, uh, you know, crime was bad. Crime was bad then. This is over a year ago. So uh, it was September of uh, 2022 when I came back to Pennsylvania full time. It was bad then, and obviously it's bad now. But again, the protected class that gets things that uh, they get a response that you or I, our family members, wouldn't get. And that doesn't solve the problem of crime. It doesn't help anyone else. It just puts a Band-Aid on it for these special people self-proclaimed special people because they have, you know, a phone call to the Capitol Police, their own private police force, where no one else would. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Going to miss that, Chubbs. He was a good guy. That's it. It's uh, almost 5.59 here at the station. Tried to follow a lot of what was going on today. It's hard when you're just dealing with subtitles. And it's funny when they were reading the names of each of the members of the House of Representatives, the subtitles really just can't keep up with it. So the, the spellings of the names that were coming out were uh, were hilarious, to say the least. Um, and again, if you're just joining in, the House of Representatives voted to vacate the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. He is no longer the Speaker of the House. The first time in American history... That that vote has been successful. It was attempted in 1910 and uh, didn't succeed then, but they have succeeded now. But now what? That's the big question now. Now what? Where do we go from here? What's next? There's obviously going to be a, a whole plethora of votes. I'm thinking we're about 18 to 24, I'm, I'm assuming, where the Democrats are going to nominate Hakeem Jeffries to be the Speaker of the House. And you'll have the Republicans go through probably, I'm thinking, five or six different choices. And we'll see what ends up. That's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Tuesday, October 3rd. God bless. Be safe. And we will do it again tomorrow.